2: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com.
0: Welcome to the family.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello folks, it's David here and I would just like to take a moment to ask you to go and check out our sponsors NordVPN. Internet security, very important. I'm sure it's... Something that you're concerned about as well me I like to know that I'm the person in control of my data I live on my phone and the amount of stuff I do on it from banking to documents to private messaging. I need to know is secure we all know that there are bad people out there who will come in and uh, try and get our details and time spend our money for us nordvpn prevents that especially if you're using public wi-fis or you're using wi-fis away from your home if you use nordvpn you are safe and protected it also allows you to take short holidays to places if that's ever required it's a brilliant product i use it every day and highly recommend it and you can get a tremendous offer if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand that's nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand or use the code heart and hand to get up to 70% off your nordvpn plan you'll also get one additional month for free risk-free with nord it's 30 day back money uh, 30 day money back guarantee so all you need to do if you don't like it is just say nope and you'll get your money back so go and check them out as i say it's very important you'll get peace of mind go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand. everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that travelled back very unhappy on Saturday afternoon from Dingwall, only to be picked up on Monday with the news of our Ramsey arrival. And we've got our own diet version of Ramsey. It's Martin. Hello.
1: Wow. Good to be on, David. Thank you very much for that, that, that rousing introduction.
2: Well, you know, it, up until yesterday, you were... Undoubtedly, my favourite Ramsey, second place now, and I haven't even seen Aaron's wife yet. So, um, But, we're, we're, you know, you're sticking in there. Fair,
1: fair, enough, fair enough.
2: And joining us as well is Andy, we can't spend any money or bring in big players, McGowan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I'll delve into the details of this deal later and prove myself correct. You know. <laughs> Mental gymnastics fashion.
2: Hey, <laughs> right, listen, we live in Scotland. Mental gymnastics is a sport at which this country excels, as uh, as we've already seen from the reaction to the signing. Yes, Adam right? we will talk about Saturday, obviously, folks, as we, we look ahead to tomorrow night. But yes, uh, Rangers transfer business wrapped up uh, two moves, really, over the last uh, few days. Uh, three, in fact, because uh, the young Paul Zakowski arrived, who I love. I think he sounds like one of those 70s American detective shows you can just imagine, can't you? Like, you know, the chief saying, "I've had it up to here with your shit, Zakowski." He's like, "I get results." Anyway, um, he arrived as a replacement for Nathan parson But the bigger need, I think it was fair to say, was on the right wing and in central midfield. And Rangers brought in Ahmad Diallo, a youngster for whom Manchester United paid up to thirty-eight million pounds for to play in the right wing. We had a look at him on Saturday, and I think it was pretty encouraging. And then yesterday, uh, transfer deadline day, of course, and. We woke Martin to the rumour that Rangers were not only interested but potentially close to a deal for Aaron Ramsey. Juventus formerly of Arsenal, Welsh International, uh player we all know. Player we all know famously how much he gets paid. Yeah. And I'll be honest, see the collective response I saw. I don't care if you're an optimistic Rangers fan, if you're a uh, you know, a, a glass half empty guy. It didn't matter. The reaction collectively was I right. Um it, it it just didn't compute when we first heard. Uh,
1: no. Well yes and no. Um it the kind of nonsense that you we've come to kind of expect on on Deadline Day. There's always one, right? There's always one absolutely yeah. ridiculous flyer. Uh and I don't think it was ridiculous that, that Aaron Ramsey would be searching for a move somewhere on deadline deal that Juventus would be keen for that to happen as well uh, but for us to be involved just looked like one of those things but early enough you see the kind of Italian uh, accounts that were given this credence and then of course uh, Romano gets involved at that some point reasonably quickly uh, and all of a sudden that you know flying a kite uh, uh at best uh, kind of situation changes and by lunchtime it's it's very much game on and you know we're we're searching for planes and and, and all that <laughs> and the, the most exciting kind of deadline day for for as long as i, I can remember to be honest it's, um it's, and uh, yeah, out of nowhere Um I mean, we will have our thoughts on you know how exciting it is how big it is in the, the context of, of of modern rangers history uh how good a deal it is and all that But surprised, I wouldn't have been more surprised if I woke up stapled to my bedroom floor yesterday morning. It was just out of nowhere.
2: Sunday night, uh, Andy, uh, a Rangers official, said to me, look, we're hoping to be busy tomorrow. And I said, "Okay, anything big. He said, well, you know, just between us, something so big that I can't believe (laughs) we're going to pull it off. Right. Um, And I said, all right, great, you know. No names, no pie drill," uh, he said. "We should know midway through the day, um, said, but we, we we can't get word of this getting out because other teams might, you know, come in and try and get some pit. And he said, "But if it if it comes off, it will be very exciting." He wasn't lying. <laughs>
0: no, he wasn't lying. Uh, I was. I still am staggered, but this. this is this is Haley's comment. You know, for <laughs> for all the things to align to allow this deal to happen. Um, it's quite remarkable a lot of credit goes to the club a lot of credit goes to the club apart from the mechanics of the deal you know you've got to dream big I I, I watched a programme years ago about somebody saying you know it's the person that dreams that they can build a bridge across this big vast expanse of water that takes all the credit for actually having the vision and somebody's actually had the vision at Rangers to say you know let's go for this Uh, This is a possibility and and then to actually execute it and follow it through in an environment where, you know, Aaron Ramsey isn't somebody that could not go to the Premier League right now. To to, to get it through and done and dusted without a whisper in the press until the very last day and for it not to be gazumped by, let's face it, far bigger fish, financial fish than us, is something really, really staggering to me. You, you alluded to the fact that on Twitter, the, day, the, the very day before, I'm, I'm stating with some conviction that I don't expect there to be much transfer activity because I think, and I still think that the, the wage ball has to drop. There's been snippets of how this, this deal came about since then, and that it seems to be a, a fairly unique deal in terms of how it's structured, and, and the, Ross Wilson is going on record as saying Does it doesn't break the wage structure not even. I, I, I don't even think he's the most expensive or the most highly paid player at Rangers right now. So, for that to happen, you know, we, last week or for the past few weeks, we've been seeing a, right, a number eight and a right winger. Holy shit. Aaron Ramsey and a, and a 38 million teenager from Man United. Okay, we're not buying them, but, you know, it's maximising the quality that we can get in for this title tilt. Um, a, a utterly staggering piece of business, but Rangers, I've got to say.
2: Yeah, I mean it really is. He's he's you know, top player now. Clearly, uh, there have been injury issues in the past with him all through his career. He's been unfortunate with injuries. To say Martin um, did play for Wales. Uh, hasn't played mm. much for Juventus over uh, the last couple of months, but did did play for Wales back in the the last round of uh, international qualifiers. Big matches coming up for Wales as well uh, in terms of getting to to the World mm. Cup that he'll clearly want to be fit for. But I, I think. That is something that I find very um, comforting about this deal is the fact that he could have gone... I mean, publicly, we know that Burnley tried to get him, couldn't get him last week. We know that there was interest from other league, top five leagues, and we know that there was at least one other English club that he turned down. He wants to come to Rangers because he wants to play in a high-pressure high environment. He didn't fancy a relegation struggle. I can understand that. A creative player's not going to see an awful lot of the ball mm-hmm. there. Um, he, and he didn't want to go and play for a team in mid-table where it didn't really matter. You know, Yeah, you can finish seventh or you can finish 13th, and the difference really isn't massive. Um So he wanted a a, a challenge and and I find that because the player had to want this move for it to happen, it wouldn't have happened otherwise. You know, this was not a case of, uh, I I know that might sound a little bit, (laughs) if you like, counterintuitive, all players must want a move. But there's a difference between a player saying, no, that's the one I want and sure, if that's the best option, I'll go there. And I, I do take a bit of heart from that.
1: No, I think you're right too. I think you're right to take a heart a bit of heart from how well we've sold this because if I'm reading it correctly there might have been other deals that benefit to Juventus more than ours um, so it really is a case of selling uh, the, the club um, the, the the project I hate when people use that word but you know what I mean it, it, it's something that um, we were able to uh, compete with with uh, all these other clubs for his for his signature, and I I don't think that should be dismissed. Um, and I think it it, it paints us in a good light. Uh, and him, as you've you've rightly said, he, he could have gone through the motions. He, listen, he can go through the motions at Juventus, picking yeah. up a lot of money for doing very very little. Um, sounds good. Uh, but and to be fair, if we go back to maybe the the, the start of the window, the right on New Year, and the noises we heard about certain players going out and in kinda of happened quickly and that was fine. But there was always a sense that the club were perhaps happy to to wait until the end um and to see what, what kind of World Cup potential World Cup players needed uh, a full tilt at this. Because it's no good going to a club in the summer if you, you, you fancy playing at the World Cup for your for your country this year or, uh, yeah this year. And getting what two, three months at it. Yeah. And you know when the squad's pretty much picked um, now Ramsey will be if Wales get there Ramsey's going either way but, but just in terms of getting themselves up to full speed in order to give off their best um, and the only opportunity that he would ever get at playing the World Cup you would think uh, given his age um, then yeah it, it makes sense it makes sense all round uh, I mean I did joke and I was joking uh, well he's half joking on, on Twitter that this was like the old days um, really old school Rangers hubris uh, you know discounting cost or, or or injuries the fact that he might have a blue badge in his car by this point um, it's just you know a big name to, to get through the door to kind of assuage the growing uh, lack of content amongst the support after Saturday um, but you know uh, the, the the actual structure of the deal I'll let Andy explain a bit more more about that because it's it's almost unbelievable how how well this is done um how, how, how this suits us but it's actually a, a, a kind of no-brainer really when when you, when you look at the financials um how long is it going to take to get them up to speed is a a big question and can he stay there when we do is obviously another big question um but in terms of talent i mean you, you'll have heard david you'll have heard it many times or read it many times that that Ramsey is just in a, a different league from from anyone else around him, and the same goes for Aaron Ramsey in Scottish football.
2: Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. In, in terms of fitness, you know, the manager has already said in the press conference today that he he won't feature against Celtic, um, which I think is is understandable. Disappointing for us as fans, obviously, but uh, you know you don't want to. I think, Martin, it was you that pointed out a couple of years ago when we all got carried away when Ryan Kent came back, played them against Livingston and he did his hammy after half an yeah. hour. Um, you, you do have to be... Uh, we need to trust the pros on this. There's no point having all these sports science experts and then saying, ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, and players will te- Players could be standing there on one leg and they'll say, yeah, yeah, give it a go. So you, you, you do need to, to, to go with that. The, the thing on that, Andy, is that I believe that Rangers had the squad to win the league anyway. Now, might be tight, but I, I believe Rangers had the squad to do it. Ramsey coming in and could just be almost like what we had a couple of years ago, where you had the core of that, or last year in fact, yeah, you, uh, you had the core of the squad that was good enough, but we got in guys like Ruth and Hajj, etc., who gave us that wee bit more that season and pushed us over the top. I kind of think Ramsey can do that. That it might not be about that he plays every minute, it's what he does in the minutes he does play that could be important, because he does get goals, he does create things, he does make things happen.
0: Yeah, I think I think we were flagging psychologically. I, I always thought after last year I was going to, the biggest challenge for us this year wouldn't be football-wise, it would be to even get close to the intensity of what we had last year. Very, very hard to do that two seasons in a row. And We've done all right this year. We've had the Aberdeen result, we've had the Ross County result, and I think that there's been a, a, a kind of existential crisis. <laughs> we're thinking, you know, we're going to throw us away, when actually, when you look at it from afar, it's perfectly normal to drop points uh the cut and thrust of a, a league campaign. And there's a danger that you then start looking too deep into the two results, which were losses, right? I know they're not, they weren't good draws, but they, were, they weren't losses. Um, so I think the, the, the bringing in Ramsey as a footballer, you've said that he's going he's gonna to take us up a notch in terms of what we've got in the midfield. There's no question about it. He's, he's an absolute Rolls Royce. I football player when he's fit. Um, but I also think it gives the the whole place a boost. It'll certainly give the support a boost. And, you know, there's been a lot of noises made out of the other side of the city because they've been having kind of successful transfer or successful so far transfer business. And we we've quietly went about our business And as I said earlier, we've maximised the bang for our buck. We could have went out and spent, now I don't know the numbers, but let's say it's a two million loan fee for Ramsey. We could have went out and spent two million on another player um, up and coming from Europe, you know, under the radar, great potential. Would that help us in the hearing now? Probably not that much. So what we've done is we've went out and spent it on somebody that we know can come in and, you know, injury willing that he will, by and large, make an impact. Diallo, much the same. A guy of that talent, is it, um, is it likely he's going to come up here and nobody be able to contribute? It's highly unlikely, is what I would say. So well, He already we, has.
2: You know, yeah, I and mean, he's short, I, yeah.
0: yeah. So I think we've went out and said, right, listen, let's, let's, you whether it's the parts of money, whatever, we've went out and said, right, let's get as much bang for our buck as we can. And we've just attained two players, albeit on loans, that we couldn't have dream of getting uh, under normal circumstances.
2: Moving on then to the the business that, that Martin mentioned there, Andy. The structure of this deal is quite an interesting one.
0: It <laughs> surely is. You've got to tell me it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what you're looking for.
0: Hey, you're well,
2: Ranger's, your Rangers unofficial accountant, I, I was told.
0: No, official accountant, you were told.
2: Oh, right, okay. Sorry, I missed that. I added my own on. I
0: oh, know. It, it, it's a heavy burden, let me tell you. So, <laughs> I. I the, the, the only thing we know about it is what was in the Telegraph and they weren't again much away. But what we do know is it hasn't broken the wage structure. And, and the only glimpse we've had of the wage structure is the fact that we know that Goldson, for one, uh, isn't going to get his, his wage demands met, so it looks. So the, the Rangers, and I, I'm not going to bore everybody to tears about this because I know i bored everybody internally at Heart and Hand Towers on this subject. <laughs> But I've got a very strong conviction that our wage bill has to go down, not up, right? And uh, even if we get Champions League money, Champions League money might extend it for a wee bit longer, but I think, generally speaking, we need to get our cost base down by, you know, two, three, four million in the wage bill territory. So that's why I said that on Twitter on Sunday. Uh, and then the next day I wake up and we're going for the most expensively paid player. <laughs> 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 you know, it was like somebody's like ah oh, let's take the piss out of Andy. So the fact that this has happened is that, you know, we're paying some of his wages, but we must be paying an, an infinitesimally small amount of it. And Juventus are paying the rest. The, the the quid quo pro there is that Juventus get a player that they don't want to pay for another year out playing football, getting them fit. Fit for the World Cup, so they'll be hoping he gets moved on in one shape or another in the summer. Now whether it's Rangers or not, we don't know because we've not really seen much of the, the loan to buy the loan to buy option. Is it even there? I don't I know.
2: Don't, I don't think it is. No. Um. The reason the reason for that is, I mean, Rangers could negotiate a fee, say five million, right? Um. I knew they would be quite happy with it. We can't pay his wages. There's no point, no, I mean, there is no point, uh, we, we can't pay, we can pay half of his current wage. Now, you know, yeah, we could put a loan to buy in if it would keep everybody happy, but it's pointless.
0: Yeah, so so all we can surmise here is that Juventus are putting a very large percentage of his wages. We've paid a loan fee that makes it worth our while. It gets them off the wage bill when they're buying Vlahovic. I know it's just so that they, they get rid of other fringe players as well. Um so it's it's worked for all parties, but I go back to what you two said that Ramsey's probably driven this to a degree because it's not a case of we come in and blowing everybody else out of water financially. It's been a case of football and decision meets financial sense for both for all parties. Um so this is where I'm saying that out the box thinking. By the football department and Ross Wilson has got us to this point, and you know, it's pretty spectacular thinking. Um, we have seen this before in Scottish football, we've seen it probably with, with Robbie Keane and Craig Bellamy to the degree they were big, massive signings for, on a loan basis for a title run in, and it didn't go to plan for Celtic, as we all know. So, there's absolutely no guarantees here, but. I, I've got to applaud it. I don't think we can look back at this and say, "Oh well, that was a, a, a gamble we, could not, we shouldn't have taken." This, this is, this is box office. It's football and dynamite. I want to see Ian Ramsey in our industry as, as soon as possible. And uh, you know, the the, the finances. I, I don't want to see gay abandon. I don't want to see us go back to just hubris, as you say, Martin, where we just do. It. And that was
1: the worry. That was the worry point uh,
0: yesterday. It was, it was um, it because
1: was, we, we didn't we we had no idea about. The, the, the detail or as much detail as we know now and th- that is a consideration I know football fans don't care about that and we instantly go back to being 8 years old and just <laughs> want the biggest stars there as if the last 10, 12 15 years just didn't happen Um but they did uh, but it, from what we know it, it looked an absolutely excellent deal, how much planning went into that I mean, yeah, you, you give the credit to the, the, the football department for acting and being agile and um, getting involved, clearly in a conversation that was out there and it was involving other clubs. I don't think Rangers dreamt this up, um, but being being alert uh, and and getting the pitch in that was ultimately successful. If Alan McGregor has a normal Saturday afternoon, I'm not sure we're talking about it. Um but the, no, the, didn't. the deal, the, deal the, the they
2: started on the deal last week. It wasn't Rangers decided in the way down from West County to do it.
1: Well, that's encouraging. There's at least some kind of forethought there. Um, but ultimately, there was some kind of late window agility, um, which is which is what you need. Not every deal can be years in the planning because some of those turn out, you know, turn into dust. Um, it, it it can be both.
0: There's an element of networking there that we we can't underrate um, because the way things work in the modern world of football is that, you you said there, David, the the, the conversation was out there. So We're in that conversation. We we weren't even close to these conversations a matter of five, six years ago. That's true. It's a combination of of everybody that's put an ounce of effort into getting us back on the map football-wise, Gerard, Mark Allen, everybody has contributed to get us back on the map but then you've got to have the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for, the kind of, in, industrial gravitas, you've got to be in the mix and considered somebody that an agent's going to say, do you know what, I'm going to put this to Rangers, because you never know. They, they, they kind of marry up the, the ambition of Rangers with a concept that even a couple of years ago would have been ridiculous. And that's where we're at. We're, we're, we're an, a, a modern football club, and folk think I'm bumming up Ross Wilson here. There's a vision there. There's a, an ambition there. There's a drive to go with it. It's matched with the board. The fans are obviously on board with it. This kind of thing Disney always happened, but it's happening in a controlled manner For what we can see. We're not going hell for leather financial-wise. We're not blowing the budget here, is what we're being told. And you can't really ask for more than that, given where we are in our history.
2: No, I think that's... Uh... I think that's a very legitimate point. Just before we go on then to to break down the game at the weekend, I just wanted to to tell you all about our new partnership with uh, the Rangers Youth Development Co. and uh, Former Players Benevolent Fund. Uh, You will have chances to win some spectacular prizes with Heart and Hand and the RYDC over the next few months. And all you have to do to be uh, with a chance of winning them is sign up for either the Rangers Youth or the Museum Lotto. Why not both? Uh, all the money, of course, goes to the club and the future development of the club as well. Uh, this month, uh, surprise worth winning, it's the 150th anniversary strip signed by the entire First Team Squad and management. So all you need to do to enter, and you'll be helping the club and you might walk away with a shot, is email rydc. At rangers.co.uk. That's R Y D C at rangers.co.uk. They will send you the shot direct if you win because, as I've told them, they send a shirt to me, it gets in this house, it's not getting back out. So I thought just remove temptation from me on that one. Right, Martin, you and I uh, were in the press box at the weekend for the match. Uh, it was uh, not fun it threatened to be early on Amadie Allo taking just a few minutes to open his Rangers account Um, but then some god-awful defensive mistakes first of all Alan McGregor dropping a fairly simple cross which led to the equaliser then a mix-up involving pretty much the whole defence ending with a short header back that, that was tucked away and at that point you're sort of wondering what the hell was going on um, in the second half, Rangers changed formation, went to what looked almost more like a 3-4-3, three, three, a kind of 3 at the back with Tav and Kent wide, um, and, and people pushed up, Barisic in the three, and dominated, absolutely dominated, uh, really just pinned County back, scored almost immediately, Tav uh, being further forward and getting into net a rebound after good work by Diallo. And then Scott Arfield, who drove the team on in that period, and the team played very, very well, um, pushed through, forced a shot, and Connor Goldson's header went over the line from it. And at that point, um, you thought, right, just go and do it. We hit the post through Kamara Roof, but the Rangers did seem to, to kind of sit off, be quite happy to soak up hitting the break. Um, again, a mistake from from Glenn Kamara, who I don't think has been playing well recently at all, uh, failing to deal out. John Lundstrom had been brought on. He played a sort of wildly ambitious pass. It didn't work out. Then from that resulting throw, Kamara failed to deal with it. Led to a corner. Uh, another howler from Alan McGregor. There's no there's no getting away from it. In the 97th minute and two points dropped. It felt big um, because Celtic got a last minute goal. It felt you know, that this had been quite a big switch. The mood has been lifted by the signing. But you cannot defend the way we defended. You cannot score three goals away in any league and not win the game. Uh, especially not against a side that you can dominate and did for large parts of the game.
1: No, it was just a weird old um, afternoon because some of the attack in play um, was as cohesive and exciting as, as we've seen for a while. Um, especially on those occasions when we, we, we had to break and we were on the counter, which... Give some kind of degree of hope for uh, tomorrow night. Um, you know, a debutant looking looking the part um, and, you know, we're in a bit of a situation and, as you said, that second half responded really, really strongly. Um, but it's just individual errors again, um, which I don't think the management can be blamed for. This notion of, of sitting back, uh, it's becoming a bit of a, that's becoming the kind of dominant uh, narrative trend now, isn't it? Um Pitodri definitely was that, that 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 switch to you know kind of three-hole midfielders after sixty odd minutes, mm. you know that that was too soon and for, for no real need because I think Aberdeen were, were particularly dangerous. So that that was definitely on the management. What other options, of course, available is is another uh, another matter. Uh, I'm not entirely sure this was as as pronounced as that. Uh, I felt in the first half and not for the first time under this management or, or the, the previous management that we got the start and there was just a feeling that well that's it we've done our job we'll be fine I do not believe that after three or four minutes Rangers were batting down the hatches uh, and digging in to you know maintain a one nil lead over the mighty Ross County I, I just do not accept that after you know the, just a matter of minutes I think we just kind of stopped we're very very complacent um and even at 3-2, we had two good chances to win the game with Roof and Sakala. Uh, I felt that we were kind of still looking to, 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 to go forward. There's a natural tendency, of course, in, in, in a game as, as it, you know, ticks over 90 minutes just to, to retreat. That I think that's just natural in football. But there were two errors. Three errors if you, you include the Lundstrom one, but that's a throw-in way in, you know, the, near the halfway line, you No, know? Uh So... It was just a really frustrating, needless, and that's been our, the story of our season. I think uh, the the needless points that we've we've shipped, uh, the especially the three draws at home to to, to Motherwell Hearts and and, and Aberdeen. Um, a lot of talk about turning points and pivots on on the the, the journey home, David, and on social media and whatever else over the, the 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 weekend, and I I get that. You know we lose an injury time equaliser they score an injury time winner and it's you know it's fate this fate that and, and, and fate the other uh, you don't know where the pivots are until you you know you know the end of the story you just leave that to historians to, to make sense of you know when when the dust has settled um, but it, it, that that's what's cost us that's what's brought us into a title race that we shouldn't be in this should be done and it's been silly, silly um, errors in, in those games. But, you know, like I've heard to mention that it's a must win on, on, on Wednesday or, or, or a must not lose. It's not a must not lose for Rangers. That, being one point behind, us the worst case scenario in the 2nd of February. Getting this tranche of fixtures that on paper are, are, are kinder to us. Um, I, I just don't buy the, the kind of inevitability of doom, even if if the worst worst case scenario happens on Wednesday night. Um it's a must not lose for Celtic, tell you that much. To be five behind with that 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 kind of thought. Um but yeah in terms of Dingwall, it's and those other silly, silly um uh points, it's it's application for me. it's, it's switching on, it's individuals just not quite being at it. Andy mentioned the intensity that just hasn't been there from last season again we human beings, we've talked about this umpteen times on this show and I keep saying it's the first question I ever asked at a press conference on that, that first day at Livy is the biggest challenge, your internal motivation, your internal hunger. Um, And yes, would be the answer.
2: Yeah, Andy, uh, not a lot I would disagree with there in, in what Martin said. It, it has that sense of frustration. I actually didn't feel that bad after Petodre because uh, I thought that we just didn't play well, you know, and we didn't hold it it was a penalty Um, but one of the things about this team this season so often and it has you know you can look at last season as well and pick out moments and even further back they have this habit of conceding to a corner in the last minute Mm -hmm. and it happens too often to just be bad luck or amazing corners Um, already this season four points in the exact same circumstances Hearts and Ross County Uh, last season Scottish Cup against uh, Mm -hmm. St Johnston and the League Cup against St Mirren There is a thing with this team that defending a set piece in the last minute, there's an uncertainty. And yeah, but look, I think we all, if we're honest, in our heart of hearts felt on Saturday, uh, this is you know it's coming now, and sure as fate it did. Um I think the team have that in their heads as well.
0: Uh I think there's something in that. I think uh, as soon as we went to the seven minutes into the time, we were all um, thinking about this kind of scenario unfolding. I actually thought, I mean, I know we're talking about pivots and turning points. I thought when Roof hit the post, I'm thinking that like, I hope we don't regret that. It was just the way it hit the post, flung out, Arfield misses it as he flies in. I'm like, ah, that should be a goal. I hope we don't regret that. Because... We were up at Ross County early in the season. We lost a couple of goals there that we should never have lost. There was just a softness about us up there. Um, uh, in isolation, and if you look at the, the league table and the results without the passion and the knowledge of what went on in individual games, then we are in a decent position. Um, but it's the nature of how we lost that there. Uh, I, I just think that those three games you've highlighted, Martin, the Hearts, Aberdeen and Motherwell at home, are the real cause of why this hurts so much because if we'd won those then we, we could have loved to be coming away for Patojo and even coming away for Dingwall point so um, we're in a battle we're in a title race and I totally agree with you Martin that th- this game of Wednesday let's not get hysterical it's a second old firm game of the season um, if we're one point behind alright we were six ahead the week before uh, three weeks before so for that context it's not exactly appetising but that, that's reality. I think a
2: key point that that you've just said, we were six points ahead, and within a fortnight it could be a completely turned around. And you know, you, you can't dress that up as in any way, other than saying that as one hell of a wobble. Now can't. it's not the end of the world. Uh, the league won't be won or lost for either team, in my opinion, on Wednesday night. But even so, uh, you can certainly understand fans looking at what was, would clearly be a downward trend.
0: No, I totally agree. I, I'm I'm more again looking at Wednesday for a point of view of not so much the points. I'm looking at it as, a, as momentum. I think Wednesday is a momentum game because whoever wins that will get an immediate bit of momentum. Um, and I want it to buzz or I want us to stunt theirs more or less. If we get a draw, then I think that's acceptable. Um, February, you're at a, a key point in the season. There's still two games to go in you know, from kind of territory, but too much football played to start panicking. And pivots, Martin, great point but you make the pivots what you, you want them to be.
1: <laughs> that's exactly, exactly my point. I think we're so bad, and I'm guilty as, as much as anyone else, when you, you look back at something and say, well, there's the turning point. I don't really actually believe that the games are turning points. How football teams, any sports team, individuals, deal with the ah. outcome of that game, is the, the, that's the pivot. That's the, you're talking about momentum, David. It's a valid point and we would feel that we are feeling that stress as fans that you're seeing this this lead um disintegrate um and if it did happen tomorrow night that's that that will feel momentous but it's a point and momentum changes it's, it's the inevitability thing that is that that fatalism is is the the thing i just do, don't quite get on board with because momentum changes that that's that's why we're winning the sport we just Aren't used to a title race. We've not yeah. had one for 12 years. And yes, if and it would then be up to the Rangers management, a huge test of the Rangers management and players to not lose the head should there be a, a, a bad night tomorrow. I say, well, it's just it's one. You're not going seven points behind.
2: No. No. I mean, like, as I say, I, I and even if we went five points ahead, I don't think that's it uh, done. Um, I don't I think, think I it's get... done,
1: David, but that, that would be. Well, again,
2: we had six, you know, and that's why I I don't think this team so far have shown that, you know, they've shown they can chuck points away. So that would be a legitimate, you know, point. It would help a great deal. Don't get me wrong, um, because of the momentum and psychological aspects of it. On to the game itself then. Now, the manager has said Alan McGregor will play, which I think is fair, because up until Saturday, I don't think anyone was saying he shouldn't. Uh, he had a terrible day. If it repeats fine, but I don't think the I don't think if he was thirty three we'd be gone. He has to be dropped based on one game. It's cause he's forty and I think that we do with older players then say, so, Ah his legs have gone. That's it. It's a way he's not you know, he's he's clearly on the downside of his career, but I think he's still is such a presence in these matches as well. I think it's a much bigger boost for them than it is for us if we turn up tomorrow and Alan McGregor isn't playing. Uh, so, the manager has gone.
1: Yeah, well, he had a, I mean, as bad as Saturday was. Cup semi-final was, was arguably worse, and everyone was writing the obituaries, myself including, I think, for, for yep. McGregor's career. And then, within, what, two weeks, he's, he's making two miraculous stops in, in two separate games. Uh, he was brilliant,
2: I Clearly, guess, this so, is uh, the last. I mean, I, 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 I,
1: yeah, exactly. Clearly, this is Going to be the the end this this season, but just the, as you mentioned that that presence that and the nature of the 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 player himself, he might have the odd Saturday by the way in him as the season goes. I wouldn't rule that out, but you'd always back him to kind of respond kind of spectacularly. So no, I think it, I think it's right for him to to remain in. Um,
2: and of that, I think the team picks itself. We on back, it will just be a decision as do they want to put him straight, in, if not, the defence will be. The, the same as it's been lately. Midfield, uh, will he go with, with two sitting players or will he stick to having, uh, in which case it'll be Arfield, a Aribo and Kamara. And then up front, Alfredo Morelos away. Uh, despite rumours, I don't think he's going to be back. So then you're you're looking at probably uh, Diallo, Kent, and you'd assume Roof because it, and yeah, God love him, but I thought on Saturday that's a guy who's both totally out of form and totally out of confidence and he hasn't done anything in these matches back to suggest that that would be a particularly accommodating fixture for him, Andy.
0: No, I've backed it because I don't think you can judge players on the kind of chances he's been given but he's now had a mini run of games and he's no showing much, if anything, you know, he scored a goal against Stirling Albion, which I could have scored, but he needs to be showing more. And there's, there's only a, a window of opportunity to, to kind of prove yourself at Rangers before a lot of people make their mind up or lose confidence in you. And, and that window is, you know, it's closing ever more for him. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him, because Van Bronckhurst has given him a vote of confidence by selecting him, you know, two three games in a row now, when, when Roof's been there and fit, or apparently fit. And it might be that he just prefers to have that kind of striker in between his two wingers, um, because he has a penalty box player. This, this is what he is. But I, I think Roof is a killer. Um, if it was my choice, he would be playing through the middle. I think he offers us more. I think he's more likely to take a chance. He's a bigger goal threat by a mile. Um, Sakala is an interesting one. I've heard that Moutid that you know play him through the middle and just play these a small ball in the break. I don't know. I don't think sakala has got the, the, the game intelligence just yet for that position. So I, I think up with Roof. I think he'll go with Roof, um in that team that you've spoken about. Um, midfields, midfield's, I mean, state the obvious, but Midfield's the place that we're, we're going to win or lose this, I think. Um, I like Arfield in for him games. I, I trust him. I think he gives <clears> you that, that a bite that what you need. And he kind of has a foot in both the defensive and the attacking. Um, necessities he have in the midfield so Aribo is a key man Aribo is our key man and we really need him to I mean I thought he played great on Saturday at Ross County I, I thought, thought he, he was clean, to be honest with you somebody's footwork was utterly brilliant and he seems to be in this has been a form a, 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 he's controlling games he's affecting games and I want to see him do that at Parkhead. Wednesday believe me
2: yeah, no, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. Uh, there is this danger that we tend to do because, you know, things are either sugar or the very opposite of that with us, that we can kind of build them into something they're not. And I look at our 11 that will be playing, I look at their 11 that will be playing, Martin, and I think, yeah, we should beat them.
1: Especially in the middle of the park. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, again on paper the the, the likely starting elevens in terms of you know form, fitness, whatever, uh, and availability, you should you should have no fear. Um, but it you know they, they are on something of a of a wave, not without its fortune. or well, in, in, in recent days that can't continue. We know that. Um, you, you get found out eventually when you're you're just squeaking past. Uh, but. You know, full house. You know, no away support. All all this kind of stuff. Um, the, the swing is with them. Whether it's been curbed a wee bit by the you know the deadline day, uh, stuff psychologically, um, who knows? But um, it, it's it, there are some intangibles at play. Obviously, again, this comes down to the management. It comes down to the management to say none of that matters. The whistle blows and it's just it's completely different. Um, I think we know that the first twenty minutes, half an hour. Could be quite um, hairy. Um, that they're going to throw absolutely everything at us. You get the feeling that Celtic will, will try that, and if they don't, they're going to blow themselves out. And, and you know, we we either, if it's only you know one 0 for example, then as, as the game goes on, absolutely um, able to 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 still get something. And if it's 0 nil at half time or sixty minutes, then I'd be. I'd be quite quite confident with was us, uh, us taking everything. I I don't know if I'm just projecting all those memories of Parkhead in terms of those those first um opening exchanges, but um yeah it, that that's kind of where where it could be won or lost. Um we need a response, and weirdly I'm not that worried about Rangers' response in a in a big game. Again, I go back our issues this season have been application, complacency, lack of concentration. Can't see that being an issue. I'm more worried about I do Tannadice in a couple of weeks or 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 whenever, um, than 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 tomorrow. To be honest, so it's uh, it's going to be nervy, obviously, for us sitting at home.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I can already feel the the battle fever kicking in. But on a point that that he made there, Andy, that is Celtic, as if have they they really have to. You know, they got there on Saturday, but they really tend to have to do it early because they do tend to die in their arse after about an hour. Um they will go all out to not only you know take the lead but to put the game away in the first half hour. That's I think where the game's won and lost. the Rangers um you know ideally go and completely flip the script and go and take the lead themselves. But uh I, I think there's also a belief within them that if they don't have the game won at that point they're not going to
0: I I think that's fair comment. I've I've not watched them that much but they do tend to have a whirlwind uh, start, and then naturally it just fades away. It reminds me of Warburton's teams in many respects. They were kind of similar. Um, I just hope that we meet fire by fire for the first minute because we, we spoke earlier on. or we touched on the fact that this kind of notion of Geo's team um, sitting back or being a, a, a absorbing pressure once they take the lead. I just hope we don't go with that mentality of let's batten down the and hatches and just um, see where we're still in the game after 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I, I want to see us take the game to them. I really do. and and Because I don't think a lot of teams do that to them. You see it in Europe, but you see that they lose a lot of goals. So um, an interesting approach for Geo. I think it's a different approach for, for Gerard in terms of mentality. Gerard's steel always came through in the performances at Parkhead, Whereas with Van Bronckhorst, I think is a wee bit more clinical, you know, this kind of technical Dutch aspect, maybe that's me just being stereotypical, but um, I take the experience for Tynecastle, where we went 2-0 up early doors, and then we kind of shut up, shop. up. Um, I want to see that. I want to see us go for them in the first 20 minutes, just as they think they're going to go for us, because we know that you'll get space, and the boy Diallo and Kent usually raises his game against Celtic, uh, and whatever other pace we can have in the team I want to see his exploit that. Um, so, you know, let, let's go for it. Let's not sit back and invite them on, because I think that would be the worst thing we could possibly do.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Go, go and win this game. Um, it's there to be one in you know, rather than sit back and say well it's a must not lose, don't go in with that, you just go if we win this you know, as Martin says then it makes life a hell of a lot easier moving forward for the rest of the season Right folks, that will do us here uh, we will of course be back on Heart and Hand Extra later in the week to go over what happened at uh, Parkhead and to look ahead to the match with Hearts on Saturday. My thanks to our executive producers in London, Paul Lee and Mike Miles. no other way around, Mike Miles is the guy from Halloween, Mike Lee and Paul Myers uh, and to thank my two guest first of all Martin Ramsey
1: I've been waiting for you to get those mixed up for about four years but um, thank you David
2: yeah uh, you don't want to name somebody after one of the most famous television serial killers of all time and uh, Andy McGowan
0: pleasure as always David thanks
2: if you want to hear more from us folks and you should because there's so much great stuff over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand Martin's new show Dominant is absolutely fantastic, it's going to chart the whole of the 1986 to 98 period of Souness and Smith in depth that hasn't been done before so please go and have a listen to that, you will like it right, I hope your team wins tomorrow night folks, on the Rangers, take care everyone, bye bye (laughs) Podcast Network.